brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh, it is definitely sippin' time. Welcome to this episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m., and we thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of the ABC Australian show called Best of the Drawing Room and the riveting episode about the mother-daughter team behind the scientifically unsupported Myers-Briggs personality test. <laughs> Are you a MBTI or a AUEIEIO or NRJBQT? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a J in mine. Do you think we should have like <laughs> tattoos for all that? You know, at some point in life, you know, would it like get us uh, like a free parking ticket or you know something <laughs> like that? What if you have trauma and it changes? Yeah, probably something like that. I am good old boy Mike, and joining me here at the table is good old gal Carrie Ann. Hi. Uh, good old gal, Mara. Hello. Uh, good old boy, Michael. Hello. And joining us from stage left. It's the best music in the world. Follow me and let yourself be enchanted with beats and basses from my world. Are you ready? Five. Four. Live Pimp Daddy Supreme. Live on stage. Pimp Daddy Supreme is joining us. Hello, 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 everyone. <laughs> that is probably the most uh, dramatic intro I think I've ever put together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do that on stage. I'm a little jealous. I know. I yes. Maybe I should have like an intro. I don't. Like Maybe that. if I was in Push Europe, you know, if I, if I was like playing like this. 10,000 person Lithuanian, like late night break core rave. <laughs> I would come in and do that kind of a thing. But uh, I think it would probably involve a lot of hand signals and, you know, lasers and mm -hmm. lights and stuff. Glow sticks, yeah. for sure. How do hand signals and lasers get the ego? I have no idea. I mean, no, well, like, it works for sleep. They put uh, well, lasers know, on their hands. They go yeah, you always hands. like put your hands up mm -hmm. in the air. You know, when oh. you're, yeah, you're doing You put that. your hands yeah. up and they stay there. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. We do that in church. Our, uh, <laughs> <laughs> our sub segments are all about wine, distilled uh, spirits, tea, and coffee. On this episode, we'll be discussing rum. Rum man. Mm. I'm sorry. That was really early on. I knew I would do that. Uh, so we're talking about rum from Foursquare Distillery. Um, yeah, uh, you'll get why I said that twice in, in a minute. A, a super lineup uh, from stuff from Foursquare. That you can actually find all these products. Um, we're going to be talking about 2004, the 2005, the port cask finish, the Zinfandel cask finish, Primus, Criterion, and Dominus are the products that we're going to go through from Foursquare today. 
Uh, PDS is going to get the honors of going over our SIPs ratings for today. Now, we really love our newbies, you know, reading the SIPs ratings. So, uh, but we always like to do it with a bit of a twist here. So, is there anything such thing as like a Barbados accent you think you can pull off? I mean, I'm I'm sure there is, but I'm terrible at. I mean, I don't even I don't even think I've been to that region, but I did grow up uh, right outside of New York and New Jersey. Well, so I could I could do a Jersey. I, hey, hey, how you doing over there? You know, like that kind of is that is a lot that of work? Jersey. Well, people. I would say well over probably 80% of our audience not, not been to Barbados anyway. But they've been, so we, been to Piscataway? We, we can just come up <laughs> with uh, any accent possible. I uh, want you to go through our SIPs ratings, maybe with a bit of vacation swagger from maybe that'll do it. Well, I don't know. It's like I, I have a microphone like this and I almost want to do the ASMR thing. Where this is like, NPR. You're, you're, <laughs> you're right up in their, their ear and you talk really nicely, so... Maybe I'll talk like this because you said something about relaxed earlier. So <laughs> that'll work. Too. So here's here's uh, we'll be tasting and discussing these uh, beautiful rums and rating them with these sips ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. Number one, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. <laughs> I don't. I don't know whether to reach for the remote control or lube. I, it's it's like a split it's, decision just, between the two. It? It's the velvet storm for sure. Clothes are coming off. Hey, Mike, just just go with it. Number two, nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Number three is. Hmm, Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. I'm thinking that this is actually like a trial run of a one nine hundred number. Maybe that's what it is. You know, one nine hundred sips, suds, and smoke. Call one nine nine nine. Press sixty nine for Pimp Daddy Supreme. One nine nine nine. Top him. <laughs> yes. All right. So where are we? Uh, number. Sorry. Yeah, that is that is the big that is the big question of the hour. Where are we? <laughs> you are in the jungle, baby. Number four. Oh, sorry. Let me get back into character. Number four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Number five. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm obviously coming on too strong. Number five. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 Finally, an appropriate response. I was about to say that that seems right in line. Anyway, that's my ASMR, you know, a little intro for you. Very nice. I think. Maybe. (laughs) Do we want to rate? You know that we from rate like, the ratings. We rate the ratings from, from one to four. I oh man. I think there we go. We got a winner oh, for good. that. It's That's a correct. Family yes. feud moment. Uh huh. I can I can hear mothers all over the world going. We're turning this podcast off yeah, now. We're, we're, that's going to ban us from someplace. So probably the entire one nine hundred market. You know, is off limits now. <laughs> well. Uh, Mara and Michael uh, are going to give us some background on Foursquare Distillery. I think I'm still seeing double, possibly. Uh, Mara, why don't you take it away there? 
Well, in 1926, the Seal family began buying rum from Barbados distilleries, blending and selling it under the R.L. Seal name, eventually acquiring other brands like Dourley's, one of the cornerstone brands of the family's rum business to this day. Then, in the mid-1990s, Richard Seal, a fifth generation in the family business, worked with his father to renovate a shuttered sugar factory into a modern Bahan distillery. Today, the Foursquare Rum Distillery's capacity rivals that of Mount Gay, its island neighbor. As both master distiller and master blender, Seal sets forth a vision of honest rum, distilled in pot and traditional column stills, and unadulterated with any added sugar or sweet wines. In the early days, lots of additives were in play for local brands, he says. When we acquired the Dourley's brand and learned the formulas, I was very influenced by the discovery that Dourley's was pure. Mm. Unadulterated. Pure. <laughs> <laughs> I give that a five. Uh, the first... <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The first Foursquare branded exceptional cask series released 1998 landed in the market in 2009. The pipeline began to spin up with the 2014 release of the Port Cask Finish and Zinfandel Cask Finish Expressions, which were well received by rum insiders. However, it wasn't until his foolproof ex-bourbon 2004 bottling, released in 2016, that he began to convert bourbon fans. For experienced rum drinkers, spirits spending an extra year in a wine cask only goes so far in commanding an elevated price. Likewise, charging three times the normal price for a cask-strength version of a beloved rum leaves a bad taste with buyers who'd ordinarily snap it up at a reasonable premium. Foursquare laps the field by pairing quality with extreme transparency, reasonable pricing, and a perceived personal connection to the distiller. And that's where the double-double comes into play with these products. Many of the products we will discuss today have been finished in two different casks. This is not a new idea, just a new idea with rum. The level of talent to produce these products is extraordinary. It's not just as simple and fill and hope for the best. Well, so I really enjoyed the discussion we had as we were going through this flight, you know, talking about, again, that comment of, is this something really new that's been done? And I know, uh, Michael, you kind of chimed in and said, no, that's Mm -hmm. been done. And we were actually speculating. I think, uh, Carrie Ann, you were saying it's been done with... The real McCoy. Um, oh, the band? I love them. They're great. <laughs> yeah, so, so they're 12-year-old. They have a bourbon and Madeira finish that's a similar um, expression to what we're looking at here. So I was wondering, you know, it's, the, the timeline's interesting here. I wonder if that was inherent to that product before they acquired it or if that was something that the original, you know, brand was doing and they just expanded that, you know, into some of the other, you know, product line as they were coming out with the Foursquare products, you know, just... If by original you mean during Prohibition, I would imagine the answer is no, but this Hmm. is something that's been definitely going on in rum business for a lot of decades now. Yeah, um, so I think, so maybe the new thing is that it's just very forward in terms of the consumerism, you know, part of it. It's like right there on the label as opposed to you know, calling it something else, you know, and you would come back around. You guys are all nodding your head saying, yeah, that's probably the way that's going. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. They're marketing to people like, if you like good bourbon, you're going to love this. That's what I feel like they're. I mean, to be fair, all (laughs) of the articles I've read about this distillery are straight up trying to court the 
happy audience. I mean, they're coming out the gate going like, hey, we're the most amazing. Really get it. Hey, we'll be right back in just a minute right after the break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Sudden Smokes. On today's episode, we are going through a distillery takeover of Foursquare Distillery, and we we're having a lot of fun kind of talking about the overall flight itself. So we were uh, just speculating specifically about, you know, has you know, finished run products have been around. It may just not be like on the label itself, you know. Um you know, I think uh, one of the other things that the rum industry uh, was known for a long time, as well as scotch industry, was um, adjuncts and, you know, adding things kind of after the fact. And so one of the things I know that, you know, Richard Seal is fanatical about is just absolutely telling everybody this, what you have is what's on the label and being incredibly transparent about specifically what's going on. And... I mean, do you think that, uh, in general, do you think that that's, to your point, um, PDS, is that really bringing consumers around to really kind of want some of these products more? Or do you think it's just informing them with a lot of nonsense, you know? Well, so it, you really have to look at the direction of the entire industry. I mean, two or three years ago, like Tales of the Cocktail out of like New Orleans, mm -hmm. like proclaimed rum the new whiskey, like they were really trying to like bring As it we back have. into the, in yeah. the forefront. So. And so it's like... You've got these distillers, just like Mr. Seal here, who are trying to grasp upon that and say, okay, you're trying to court this audience. We want this audience. We see where the money is. Uh, let's let's make a product that they will like. And having tasted some of these, um, I mean, I, I would say that they're they're really focusing in on who their audience is. And, and is that really a bad thing? When you, when you, as a business, that you focus on your audience and you really say, hey, what would these people like? How can I maximize that? Well, I know where I'm at, which is make a great product and people will follow you, you yeah. know, wherever you go. Um, you can't market a, sh a crappy product at the end of the day. But you still have to have an but audience. But you can. Yes, of course you can. I'd say Michael probably has more consumer interface than any of us do, but... I mean, right now, I think the new generation of people coming up in as drinkers, millennials, as uh, they be called, mm -hmm. um, I, I, they just want to know what they're drinking. It's not. It's not that they're going to be overly food. impressed with. Yeah, this is what label. it is, yeah. but they just want to know. One hundred percent. Yeah, transparency, and to it seems like they're going after the uh, a quality minded customer who's going to talk about it. Who's going to turn around and, and sort of spread that word of mouth? That Oh, my God. Y'all are not going to believe what they did <laughs> to this rum. Yeah. They put it in bourbon barrels, <laughs> and then right. they put it in a port barrel. Well, yeah. Much right. like this discussion, I would say, let's talk more pouring. And, you know, with that, let's get to our first product we're going to talk about here today. So what we've done is with this entire flight, what we've done is we've picked our top three. We're going to go through our top three collectively in our SIPs ratings, tell you a little bit about some of our tasting notes along the way. Then we'll see how much time we have left, and we'll talk about some of the other things in the flight from there. Up first is the product that led all of this right in for Richard Seal, which was the 2004 release. So this product is, uh, we think it's 11 year, um, that at least that's what's on the label. Mm -hmm. um, it's finished, uh, or I should say aged in a bourbon cask uh, for one year. 
and uh, the proof on this is 118. So that's the one thing that kind of catches a lot of people right off guard is this is a high, this is a cast strength, you know, rum. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so many other uh, rums are actually served at 80 proof. Is that right, Mike? Sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what, another thing that's super interesting about this stuff is they're, it seems like going after a serious drinker, giving you 118 yeah. proof rum and saying, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. <laughs> I found myself actually doing the same thing that I do with this, what I do with other cast products is kind of uh, diluting it down to kind of find the inflection point that works sure. for me. Mm-hmm. So. 118 works for me just fine. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. All day long. You and me. It's delicious. We're, we're proof hounds all day long. It's, it's like a tough right day. There. Tough uh, day rum. I can tell yeah. you, this drinks a lot nicer than 118 proof bourbon for the most part. Oh, yeah. for sure. It, it, drinks, it drinks like it's, an, it's like a 90, maybe. Mm-hmm. So what are some it's of your beautiful. other tasting notes on the 2004 here? Yum. I found it um, super spice forward, like a nice kind of a cinnamon thing happening. Mm-hmm. Very delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of baking spice and some ginger that I thought was really interesting. And actually, you, you had mentioned uh, uh, dropping a few drops of water in there. And that's when I really started to get some overripe banana. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. More of the yeah. caramel kind of thing. So, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> Give me as some she, As she grabs a, a uh, <laughs> time to pipette yeah. to, to you, check you might her out. pass that bottle my way. I, need, I might need to revisit this. This is the broken pipette. Um, so really uh, huge nose. I really mm-hmm. felt like this thing was just boom. I mean, just, mm. you know, yes. it was not one dimensional. I felt like somebody had shoved something you know, in a in an aggressive manner, you know, really on me. Um, and the even, finish goes for days. It really, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I really feel like this is like the statement that this distiller is trying to make of like, all right, we're going to take rum and age it in bourbon. And it's like it really adds this dimension to the rum that he's producing that, that adds that depth of flavor. You know, you get the wood, you get the vanilla of the bourbon and stuff like that. And almost, almost for me... Especially at, at you know 118 118 uh, uh, proof. proof yeah 59 percent alcohol it sorry I, I wrote down 59 percent so I was just like wait percent proof sorry I've been drinking um, <laughs> that being said from that it's like it drinks so smoothly the bourbon comes through nicely and melds with the rum in a way so that it's just it, it, it is a cohesive and it, it does make sense do you know what I'm saying some people would say you're you're aging rum and bourbon that doesn't make sense to you. You taste this, it makes sense. Yeah, and I I think to me, uh, this was absolutely a huge product statement, um, you know, for yeah. Richard Seal was coming out and saying, I am going to do something innovative. It's not on the shelf currently today. It may have been in the past with some other brand, but I'm going to step out and say, I am it is all going to be about the flavor profile itself. I'm not just going to have another rum on the shelf with a brand and try to market my way into your heart. I'm going to steal your palate. I'm going to invade, you know, your, your nose and Mm -hmm. you're going to know that I am here Mm -hmm. for sure. That to me, that's, that's really what I I thought this rum was. You're, you're, You're like, wow, it sounds over the top. I, I don't write marketing copy either. It sounds like he's so, he's got you by the pappy. No, he doesn't at all. <laughs> well, I think so. if you walk into a store and you see all these different bottles on the shelf that have a particular proof, and then you see this one that's at 118, that definitely is going to stand out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, people are used to seeing like the overproof rums at 151, mm-hmm. but those are not rums you're sitting around sipping on. Right. Well, our sips ratings for the Foursquare Distillery 2004 edition is going to be a four. 
That's classified. Great start. And, uh, you know, a lot of other uh, great stuff we're going to get to talk about. Next up is going to be Dominus. Mm. Uh, this product is Foursquare Dominus spent three years in an ex bourbon barrel and seven years in a cognac cask. The proof on this is 112. What do you guys think about this product? Well, as I am live texting with Richard at the moment, oh, oh. just a little tidbit to add to this. So the last fill <laughs> of those cognac barrels was rum. So these cognac barrels have been filled with rum previously to this rum going into it, mm. which I think mm. is interesting. That makes sense so they were not fresh fill. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, the, I, the one thing I wrote down was absolutely the cognac was dominating uh, on this. Mm -hmm. I mean, the you know maybe that's the reason why it's called dominus because it's just like full-blown this what this is not a cognac but it's something else there yeah i was getting like a heath bar because mm, of all because yeah, of all yeah, the not the, bad the cognac uh was giving me a heath toffee thing going on and then um i was getting some some interesting like rye whiskey notes when i tasted it almost like mm -hmm. vegetal herbaceousness I thought it was just all over the place. And then once I added some water, I was getting Coca-Cola notes. It was just, it was a journey. Mm -hmm. It was wow. a long journey for me. <laughs> Definitely my favorite of the entire set. Is there an amusement yeah. park ride ticket for that? I think they created a, <laughs> a, a dinosaur at Jurassic Park <laughs> based on this. <laughs> okay. they, found the, they found the DNA. <laughs> they made this run. <laughs> Uh, Dominus Rex was noticed. What else did you guys think about Dominus? So again, for me, it was my favorite out of the entire thing. Like it had a great, great like rum burn, and that's that's the thing. It's like when you look at like high proof rums, you, most people don't like high proof rums because it has that rum burn, right? Now this this specifically for me, like it it was very smooth, it was delicious, but it still had like that nice little like rum zing to it. It was fruity. It it moved the the rum and the cognac were much more forward than the bourbon and the rest of the profiles of all of these. And uh I don't know, it had a great sweetness. It was really good. Hmm. Yeah, really interesting product. Kirian, what do you think? I was just looking back at my notes. I um a lot of these have like really great long long lingering finishes and mm -hmm. this one to me didn't, which was the only reason it was my third choice and not my second but um, it's solid they're delicious i actually wrote down this had a bit of a sweet finish to it um so in addition and sweetness is the first thing to mm -hmm. disappear sweetness. from your palate absolutely so yeah. that makes sense and that makes yeah. sense hmm. any other comments about dominus here uh, the other thing that I noticed was, so we actually had like all these bottles. That we drank it all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the comment I'm going to make. We actually had all these bottles out. And I've had a bunch of these for a while. And you can always tell which works well with my palate <laughs> because it's the low rider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is that the way that it works at the bar, Michael? Is oh, sure. The low rider is always the better product. So people will talk up one thing, but... Yeah, you can pay attention to what's going on in sure. the bottle itself, and that's usually kind of the dead giveaway. Oh, yeah. Is well. there a backup bottle, that bottle that's super low back there? Because uh -huh. maybe I need to order that one Yeah, right I agree. <laughs> Let me hit that again and make sure we, you know, oh, that does taste the same way it did yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, our sips ratings for Dominus is going to be a five. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can feel the yeah. secondary market like surging <laughs> in prices. Yes. Well, you can't Put your pants back on secondary market. You absolutely can't now five thousand dollars a yeah. bottle. Um, that's the thing that I've really found quite interesting is uh, so 
the distribution on these has been actually quite healthy, you know, for all these products. There are definitely some That's Foursquare great. products that um, are either made by independent bottlers or only available overseas uh, that, um, like Destino, is very difficult to find. Um, and uh, Principa, I think I want to say, is uh, one of the other uh, products that's very difficult to find from Foursquare. But I don't, you know, I've actually tasted both those, and I'm not so sure that you're really looking for a, like an exponential leap, you know, uh, in getting those. So, and I've seen some of those bottles sell for a pretty penny, you know, on secondary market, uh, just because of the uh, rarity and distribution, you know, of those outside the U.S. market. But so I think you'll definitely uh, be able to find uh, some of these, um, you know, and, and that's one of the criteria we use of actually the products we talk about. If you can find it on the shelf, I'm going to talk about it, but if you can't find it on the shelf. What's the point? So right. um, I've been surprised about the replenishment of many of these as well. I will tell you, actually, I had to drop by a store to pick up um, something not for this particular episode, but another one. And sure enough, I saw the 2004 just sitting right there on the shelf. Wow. So I was hey, like, hey, hey. Mm. it's like, wow, how about, how about that? So don't think that just because these were released, you know, over like a three-year period of time, thinking that, oh, I'll never find the 2004, because no, it really was right there on the shelf yesterday. All right, next up is another uh, product in our top three. By the way, these are in no particular order, so uh, in our top three is going to be the uh, port finish product. So um, this should be you know kind of interesting to talk about for sure. So uh, for the uh, Foursquare port cask finish, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I actually wrote it as port cash uh, finish on our script. Um, <laughs> so the rum is actually aged for three years and bourbon barrel, and then it's recask into 220-liter port cask for a second maturation of six years. So while it's actually being finished in the port, it actually spends the bulk of its time in the port cask itself. Um, so I know that doesn't make any sense. It's pure romance. I know. Um, this actually is uh, this is at 80 proof. So this is one of the few products that we've had today that is at, you know, what we call shelf proof, mm -hmm. uh, not at cast strength. What do you guys think about the port cask finish from Foursquare Distillery? So there's the thing is that for me, that port cask is is exactly what Carrie was talking about. Like what well, she was complaining about the Dominus, where she was like the sweetness like has like such a, a short finish at the very beginning at, at, on that. For me, for something that's like port, you know, is sweet. It had almost this elongated kind of like, uh, flavor on the on my palate is uh, just right on my tongue, um, as opposed to on your as opposed to down down the throat, you know, as opposed to down the throat, if, <laughs> if that helps. Um, <laughs> no, it had a great. It was almost a little bit of burnt brown sugar on that. The body seemed fuller. I mean, it had the rum sting, but it still was very sweet and. It, it was just very deluxe, super smooth because of that low ABV. I mean, it, it's it's a really beautiful product. And if you're like, if you have someone you love and you want to get unclothed with them, 
this oh, yeah, might be baby. something to. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Drink. Start with the 118 pre- proof. Yeah, yeah. No, right, right. Start with the high. Work, work towards the. So Valentine's Day rum. So what you're saying? So <laughs> yeah, right. you pour the Bacardi 151 like first, and then you move on to this, or what's what's the, the plan the, here? The only reason start the romantic fire with the 151, okay, and then you drink. Right. The I was only one. bringing this up because it's like I drink that and I want to get naked, but I don't know you guys that well yet. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Carrie gave me the side eye. I was like, come on. (laughs) There's just not enough lube to get through this episode. That's all I have to say. So, you know, it's just. Because we finished all the Dominus. (laughs) Lube is not a mixer. Dominus. You know, the one thing that caught this, uh, I really, the one thing I like about this this port uh, is that it actually enhances the rum. Um, And, you know, that's one of the things that when you're working with secondary barrels, either aging or finishing, is are you is two better than one, you know? And and I think in this particular case, this is one of the one of the times I really felt like the rum itself was elevated, mm-hmm. you know, with this. Um two uh, barrels, one cup. Yeah, I mean <laughs> just just Dot such com. a you know <laughs> huge port wine you know fan and <laughs> that i was wondering you know was that really going to play into you know the rum itself and almost overpower it and i really felt like this was probably one of the one of the products that had a really good balance you know between what was going on mm-hmm. it was very integrated mm-hmm. like mellow drinkable this is oh, like yeah. If you're unsure about all these high proof rums, I feel like this is a good one to kind of enter into that world. Well, I know it almost mm-hmm. goes so far to say if somebody has never had port wine or they don't know if they like port wine, don't worry about it. Yeah. You should go for this mm-hmm. and uh, just let it be what it is, you know, uh, as it presents itself. I think what Mike's Some trying to say. Some of its parts are greater <laughs> than. How's that? Whatever. I think what Mike's, that what Mike's really trying to parts. say is Whatever. relax. <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Sid Raccoon. I can yeah. just. Just I, drink it. I can just, just hear. Just put it in your mouth. I can hear the public radio sensors, you know, just. Band. Band. You know, I just. Yeah, I can hear their hand right over the button as it speaks. So This is all family. So this friendly. was the first one that I tasted, and now I'm tasting it after we tasted all of those, and I can't even taste it anymore. Um, <laughs> well, at 80 Cut proof, off. it's really. <laughs> All the 118s have kind of blown my palate out a little bit. Yes. But originally, I thought it was not the best place to start. And now I'm remembering perhaps that the flavors that I got that that first go around were really a more, um, they were soft. It was really, really soft. But at the time, because it was the first thing I had to drink today, believe it or not, (laughs) (laughs) it was, it, it came around as being a little overly sweet. And now all that's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. really great product all the way around. I the raisins from the port wine were kind of coming through on you know very subtle uh, again, just really got great harmony all around. Delectable, delightful. <laughs> it's a dessert room. Del- Lovely. Our it's sips delicious. rating for the port finish for Square Distillery is going to be a four. Be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds and Smokes. On today's episode, we are discussing rum from Foursquare Distillery, and we are discussing a broad range of products in this lineup. Broad. 
We've had the chance to go through our top three out of this flight, and we wanted to go through a few more products uh, that kind of caught, caught our attention that we wanted to talk about. Up first is going to be um, Criterion. Ooh. This product is very different. So Divisive. It has been initially aged for three years in ex-bourbon barrels before further maturation for seven years in old, very old, ex-Madeira wine cask. This is actually at cast strength uh, proof of 112 is where this product is at. A very interesting uh, rendition. I... You know, we were talking about this initially that I don't think we've ever, you know, uh, married rum and Madeira. That, you know, those are a couple of things that just kind of never seemed like on a label before, for sure. Right. Yeah. So what you guys tasting notes here on this uh, Criterion? So, I mean, I guess I'll lead because I know that other people disagree with this. And I, and I really, I really want to hear this because I want this to be redeemed in, in, in my world. But for 56% ABV or what, 112 proof, and everything else we're drinking is like 118 proof. This came off as like really hot on the nose, really hot on the palate. This is really hot. And it was, and, and yes, while, while, we're used to drinking things that are like that have that kind of burn and usually it's such a high proof it like has that nice long finish with like like high flavor um i, I felt like something that's hotter within the same profile had much more sweetness or complexity or just a, a beauty on in my mouth and i like things in my mouth <laughs> to be beautiful that are beautiful oh, yes not not i don't like ugly things on my mouth I, hey beautiful things are complicated what are they called? beautiful for joining that's, us here that's on community my, radio <laughs> that's why i love you next so um one of the first things i noticed about this bottle was the <laughs> i'm sorry things floating about it and um we're it's kind of discussing chunky. whether that was a non-chill filtered thing i'm trying to figure that out still but i think the mouthfeel to it would tell me that it is Fat solids, um, because it does have a really nice buttery, creamy yeah, like things I do not mouthful. associate with rum. Where would the fat um, solids come from? That's that's the question um, in this process. They might have emerged even from the bourbon barrel itself. You know, oh yeah. So well, I mean, just the initial distillation is going to create some fats. It depends on where they're making their cuts on the rum, but I mean, there's always going to be some oils and okay plant oils right right now of course so yeah. they're in there and they really make a difference and this was my favorite of the group even after i called it chunky <laughs> yeah it's so complex i thought this one was this the i called it the cigar rum of the of batch because i thought it was to me it was all nose there's tons of spice and tons and a lot of tobacco and then i got some nuts and cardamom and cinnamon so i thought the nose was super complex and the taste was very intense and buttery and so that's the one i'd have a cigar with. And Michael, that's exactly where I agreed with you on this one is the fact of as a cigar smoker from time to time, it's like you do want that burn. You do want that strength to be able to pair with the 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 acrid smoke that will come off of a cigar and and have those flavors. Uh, in no way have I said that there, there aren't those flavors there. If anything, those flavors, personally, I feel come at a cost in, in, the, in the idea of if you're just sipping this without a cigar, mm -hmm. like 
you still get all the flavors that you would get off of anything else within this profile, mm -hmm. but you also get that burn. So if you're looking for something to pair up against a cigar, yes, just the same way it's like you'd pair dessert with like a dessert wine, you'd want to be able to match those, those, you know, profiles. So I completely agree with you on the cigar pairing with Criterion. And that, that might be part of the smokes episode of, you know, Sips, yeah. and smokes. Yeah, keep this one around. <laughs> well, you know, that uh, always brings up an interesting question that um, gets tossed our way is, you know, what's your favorite, you know, product to pair a cigar with? And it's always interesting, you know, the person that's looking at me, I'm like, are you a scotch person or a bourbon <laughs> person or rum? You know, it's like, there's room for all of those things, you know, at the table. Um, and uh, they're definitely probably between those three choices, scotch, bourbon, and rum. I probably prefer rum uh, mm. just because of the um, sweet and spicy, you know, uh, yeah. combo that you tend to work with. I mean, there's a good reason why these products were really popular, you know, in the Caribbean and with a lot of cigar makers is you have this incredible spice, you know, bloom off the vast majority of cigars and to always enhance that with something that's sweet, you know, and in balance. Is really kind of what you're aiming for, and uh, uh, you know that's the reason why you know when everybody asks me, I just want to toss them a you know a, a pretty simple Cuban you know rum or uh, and say start here, you yeah, know, and they always definitely. look at me like I thought you were going to suggest like a Macallan 12 or something else, Mike, you know, and I'm like, nope, you're going to start right here, man, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so it's uh, but there are definitely uh, sweet uh, profile cigars uh, that it's flipped around and you know it's quite the opposite you know that it actually you know it's a very sweet cigar and it actually probably start with something spice like a you know a rye whiskey or something like that so flip it around and you got a sweet cigar go for you know spicy whiskey so just skip the cigar and drink a lot yeah i agree <laughs> there's room for all of it not a bad bottle in the botch <laughs> in the batch yeah batch botch don't botch that batch so don't richard told me as i was doing as he was saying Again. it to shake the bottle off, oh man. shake 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 well, the solids that's what out you of would, the bottle well that's what you would do with bourbon is you shake it up um it makes them smaller it doesn't make them go away yeah, but it still doesn't explain why they're in this bottle and not the rest this is um, new to me fat solids. i've never seen fat solids in a so in a bottle i actually have two more bottles yeah they really avoid it and I'll, I'll, we'll walk down there. I'll show you uh, what the other bottles look have? like. Indeed. Yeah, they're, they're sitting right there still, at the bottom. Yeah. Yep. So for those listening, so, it's not bacon don't grease. Don't freak out. In your, in bacon your grease would be amazing in this. I mean, yes, it would mm -hmm. be. That's, <laughs> it's not that. No, it's not. it would be. As much as I love bacon, that is not where it belongs. So. <laughs> We're wow. frying up some right now. Just no, 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 no. That would not work. I think it sucks. Yeah, I think that's that would not I be good. It uh, I think you suck. Bacon laced <laughs> rum. No, yes. Mike's having a tantrum. Right now. <laughs> well, you could deglaze the pan with this if you had like a lot oh, of money. Right. Speaking as a chef over here, somebody knows their food. Yeah, deglazing the pan with this is a little nuts. Um, well, let's. Uh, so our uh, rating here for Criterion is going to be a four as well. That's classified. Uh, we have a couple more products to talk about. Um, so the next product up is actually the 2005. So this was the sophomore version in introduction of that initial product from 2004. Um, the 2005 was aged for 12 years. 
Uh, this was finished in a bourbon cask for about one year. It is also at the same proof, which is 118. Um, so uh, you're tasting notes here on the 2005. This I, was nuts. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, please. Yeah. I was really surprised that the 2005 is a lot hotter than the 2004. Really? Even though it has a lot of the same spice content. Hmm. Um, you'd think that with 12 years, maybe the hotness would come down a little bit to be a little bit more mellow, but I didn't find that to be the case. Yeah, I thought it was the more the most complex of all of them. It was the most uh, advanced kind of drinker rum because there was so much going on. I was getting uh, fruit on the nose, like apricot, peach, some of the stone fruit stuff. But I was also getting lemongrass, cardamom, ginger. And then by the time I was tasting it, it was like sassafras, caramel, cinnamon, you know, even some interesting like leather uh, just all over the place. I thought it was super complex. Mm. Uh, I, I thought, uh, the one word I wrote down was more balanced. Um, so it was interesting. I actually tasted the 04 and the 05, um, you know, kind of right in line with each other. And I liked the 2005 better than the 2004. Yeah, me too. Uh, for, and mainly it was that, that, uh, that balance thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were talking about the 2004, I talked I used some adjectives to describe it was invasive. It was a statement, mm. you know, and I felt like the sophomore version was like, eh, I know what I'm doing. I'm fixing yeah. a few of the things that I didn't quite come out the way that I thought. And I think I'm just going, it's not about making a statement. I want to make something amazing in the bottle. And that was probably, I thought, the difference between the two um, is that I really didn't feel like it was a marketing statement. I just, that harmony and that balance thing I thought was coming around really well. What'd you think, Carrie Ann? Of 2005. This one in my hand. Right, correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's over there shaking. She's drinking she's from the shaking, shaking it. She's over there so, shaking, shaking the bottles shake of bourbon like it's a mariachi like band. A or like like a song, shake it. Okay, so the 2005, I didn't like, I tasted side by side with the 2004, so I didn't. I didn't like it as much. Again, the finish kind of kaputzed on me, um, and I preferred the 2004. I mean, still solid, Agreed. solid, solid, solid rum. Mm -hmm. 12 yeah. years in a bourbon barrel. I mean, how bad could it be? Mar, if you had to pick between the 04 and the 05, where would you go? Oh, I'd still stick with the 04, but I'm not going to kick either out of bed for eating crackers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 04 was by far, like it, it's like what you said. It's, it's a product statement. It really shows this is where we are. This is what we're going for. 2005 is is good, and I exact. I, I do not disagree with what Michael is saying as far as like all of the flavors are there. But I mean, both of these are exactly the same ABV. But and but 2005 has so much more of a burn, almost to be distracting from that for me. I would add water, definitely. Yeah, oh, for definitely sure. add yeah. some water. But it's just not as balanced on the palate. I feel like there's like it hits all these different marks, and mm -hmm. then it's not a, like a. It doesn't make a full statement. It's all these little tiny statements. So yeah, when you when you say balance, I, I mean I agree. I agree on the the whole balance of 2004. But it's like there's so many people within. That, that drink liquor that they that, are there that, well, no. yeah, I know that's I'm a sorry. stupid comment was he gesturing towards you or no, me? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm not talking I'm not talking to you specifically I'm just saying I'm just saying people people within our current like uh, consumer market I should say um, they associate um, 
higher ABV with the burn and that the burn, therefore, because it's a higher ABV, produces a fuller body. And then therefore they think that that's balanced. And it's like, note that again, both the ABV uh, of both 2004 and 2005 are exactly the same. And yet they're completely different, not so much on the flavor profile, but on the way that it impacts your your palate like the burn versus the smoothness burn, and baby, burn. the burn sometimes in in your head can lead to that that idea of well this is stronger therefore the notes linger longer on the palate um and and maybe i, I don't know as enough about the process maybe carrie would the burn allow for the flavors to linger longer on the palette, even Quite though the it's the same IBV? Because well, all you're getting on on the finish is that alcohol, and it's just the the hotness is what's there. Right. There's no. So I think it. I think it's kind of like a tricking of the mind, kind of a thing from a consumer standpoint, where it's like, and I'm not. I'm not trying to gaslight you here, Mike, Michael, <laughs> at all. I mean, if this is your, if this is your preferred, then that's oh, great. Oh no, I loved all of them. Yeah. <laughs> 2004, 2005. Like yeah, she said, I, I wouldn't kick out yep. either of them. Yeah, they're, of it's bit. arguing amongst beauty queens. It's mm -hmm. right. I mean, 2005 is so complex, and and he hit mm -hmm. all those amazing notes right there. They're I beautiful. Mean, they're fantastic. Our uh, sip, smooth. Our yeah. sips rating here for the 2005 from Foursquare Distillery is going to be a four as well. Classified. I we think had, we should be able to bump one of these up to a five. Which uh, this was did. my five. Dominus this was, was Dominus five. was the five. Yeah, five. Dominus was right. a definite All right. five. I missed it. I'm sorry. It's a definite five. <laughs> it's Dominus Rex. Uh, we had That's one right. product that uh, Mara really felt like she really thought was stood out for her in the flight, which is the she's drunk. The Zinfandel finish. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to argue that. But uh, um, here to see the red stripe across her cheeks. Here's That's an overview: the Zinfandel cast finish from Foursquare. It's a mix of pot and column distilled rum, Whoa. which has been first age. <laughs> a mix of marijuana? <laughs> no. Oh, pot, pot distilling. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's been first age in bourbon cask and uh, before being finished off in Zimitil cask. Uh, the total um, that's been aged for 11 years, the proof on this is 86. So what made you feel so strong about the uh, Zinfandel here? Yeah. Oh, this just struck me because I've never run into a rum that's been aged in Zin. Um, and it really brought through those flavors that you'd associate with it. It was very buttery and um, like bright, but it still retained its like core rum presence that we've been finding in the rest of these beautiful rums. Mm. And so I just felt like it was worth a note um, that if, if you're curious about that, if you're like, oh, Zin, I do love that. And I don't know about rum. That might be a nice thing to try. But uh, um, if you don't like that Zin profile, you're definitely going to have it coming through in spades. Um, I think this thing that struck me with the Zen barrel, I wrote down sweet. Um, Very sweet. And uh, to me, that was not something I would normally write down associated with anything um, related for Zinfandel. Personally, I really think they had crappy Zinfandel barrels to start with. Mm -hmm. um, Possible. And I really think that kind of played a little hard into what went on here. Probably if I had tasted that product on its own, I had zero, you know, wine knowledge. I may have a very different opinion. I definitely have wine knowledge, you know, bring, um, and that I think kind of played into it. So, uh, other any other quick comments here on the Zinfandel? To me, it was again very indistinct, and uh, it added a little bit more depth, but really just didn't stand out from the rest of the the. The, group. the cool thing I thought was it was the only one to me that was like floral and had like roses and violets and some mm. some kind of cool nuance stuff going on that I didn't notice with 
some of the other ones. Hmm. Well, our SIPS rating uh, for the Zinfandel is going to be a three. Interesting. And uh, there was only uh, one other product that we didn't get to talk about today. It was actually the Premise product. And that is also going to be a SIPS rating of three today as well. So sorry, we're not going to have enough time to talk about that. What you guys think about the flight? Just real quick, maybe one or two words. Fantastic. I mean, this entire profile is is definitely something. Look, I don't want to add to the pappy craze, but it's it's worth it. <laughs> well, uh, a really uh, fascinating flight of rum for sure, and definitely for those of you that may enjoy rum, I would encourage you step out, uh, enjoy a little bit of rum, rum on the double side. So, uh, and uh, check some of these products out. We really hope you enjoyed this episode today, and you can catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and on our own website. We're also on CBS Radio and uh, a lot of other places. The easiest way to listen to the show is ask Siri, Alexa, or whoever's on your phone, including Uncle Larry, play podcasts, sip suds, and smokes. I want that Uncle Larry. You want what? <laughs> Say what me, now? You want me to turn them lights down? <laughs> uh, we we love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day. At Smoke is our handle, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Check us out on there. You'll be able to interact with thousands of other fans from those other social media platforms. Do us a favor and rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank my other host for being here, Carrie Ann. Thanks for joining us once again. Thank you for having me. Y'all can find me at straightup615.com. Mara, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. Mike, Michael. Hey. I'm going to say it wrong a couple more times. Thanks for joining us today so much. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. Pimp Daddy Supreme. Hey, it's great. PimpDaddySupreme.com and uh, follow me on Instagram on Kixplayer if you like craft beer and cocktails, vinyl records, sneakers, and pinball. Hey, this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back. Join us once again on another episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes and I will ask you to keep on sipping. been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 